It is Storytellers and Griots, sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. 7.35, and this is the time where we like to look at small stories, big ideas, massive inspiration, stories that may not have been on the front page of the news, but have certainly been following the news throughout the world. And in fact, uh, one of the news stories that has been taking place over the last couple of weeks, someone just SMSed about it saying, Michelle Morning, I heard about the mysterious deaths of 400 elephants in Botswana. Maybe you could explore and determine the veracity and discover the truth of this. We'll definitely have a look. I have seen that story and it's actually been going for a couple of weeks now if I'm not mistaken that uh, they're not sure how the 400 elephants passed away but let's um, try and get the information on that but we're going to go to a story that has been uh, doing the rounds and in particular as we look at uh, the coronavirus outbreak and it's the concept of the universal basic income and interestingly um, Finland have just finished their first big study of the universal basic income and they what they did is they had a control group who did not receive it and then they had a group of people who received the basic income and apparently the study showed that people obviously who received the income were more satisfied with their lives and experienced less mental strain than the control group. So we thought, let's try and find out a bit more about the concept of the universal basic income. It's a big conversation in South Africa as well. And as we talk through the coronavirus, questions become uh, available as to whether this is something we should be looking at in South Africa. On the line with us, we have Roshni Menon, who is an associate at Samvad Partners in Pretoria. Roshni, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Roshni, which part of India are we speaking to you in? I am from South India. I'm in a city called... Roshni? Hello? We lost you there for a minute. You're in a city called? I'm I'm in a city called Bangalore. Yes. It's in the southern part of India. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Just wondered for my own personal interest. Roshni, the the idea of universal basic um, income works how? Explain that to us in very simple terms. Okay. So the universal basic income is simply means that there's going to be a periodic cash payment made to individuals on a universal basis and it's unconditional completely. So now when you break up this definition, it simply means that you'll get a monthly payment and not a one-time payment. It's going to be made in cash, which means that you have the ability to choose what you spend it on, which is unlike the current welfare programs, which only are designed for specific purposes like a food coupon. And it's given to the individual and not the household. And it's universal, which means that it's given to people across the economic hierarchy, be it rich or poor. And it's unconditional, meaning that there is no work requirement attached to it. So the universal basic income basically understands that um, every human being has an intrinsic right to have um, sustenance and a right to livelihood and a reasonable standard of living. So it tries to give this to you as a fundamental human right. Now, what the basic income achieves is that it lifts people out of poverty. It targets the problem of poverty completely in a very efficient and a humane manner, and it restores dignity. By simply handing over the money to the poor, you're trying to solve the problem of poverty. Now, why I personally like the universal basic income is because, unlike other programs, it doesn't only target people below the poverty line, it targets everybody. So it solves the problem of the person who's earning $2 a day versus the person who's also earning only $1 a day and then receives the benefit. 
the great part about the universal basic income is that it promotes the concept of agency. It finally allows people to decide what their needs are, what are the things that they want to do with their lives, how do they want to improve their lives. And it gives them the ability to choose for themselves and say no to jobs that they just don't find meaningful or, um, you know, fulfilling in any way, and they don't live up to the potential in these in the old jobs. With the new jobs that they want to do, they can contribute better to the economy and to the society as a whole. It also tackles on the problem of unemployment, especially seasonal unemployment. So in India, we have farmers who work only about maybe two or three months in a year, and the rest of the time they are completely laid off. So it solves that problem as well. Now, the universal basic income is definitely not a revolutionary idea. It's been there for about 400 years or so. But now it's gaining steam. It's being mm. discussed at the international level. People are thinking about it more from a policy perspective. The conversation has shifted from do we really need a UBI versus to how do we go about implementing one. So, so it's interesting, Roshni, when I listen to you, because quite correctly, as I mentioned, they've just tested it out in Finland. But I also know that I think it was around about Easter that the Pope suggested that now was a time for the universal basic income. I know that um, the Prime Minister of Scotland, um, has Nicola um, Sturgeon, has also said that it was potentially time for the universal basic income. So a lot of people are starting to talk about this. And my question would be, how does it be, is it paid? Because does this mean that you need to raise the taxes of the taxpayers who are currently paying tax? Right. So funding the universal basic income is definitely a challenge. But I think the way we need to view this is that it's not a cost that a government is uh, going to bear. Rather, it's going to be about investing in the society, Right. So as of now, and I can speak about the Indian experience at least, we spend about 4% of our GDP towards a lot of social welfare programs. And I find that the problem of poverty has not been the past 70 years or so. And uh, when the economic survey in 2016 came out, they talked about the same amount of money, about 4.5%, slightly higher, but roughly around the same bracket to achieve the same goal. Now, the way you can go about by doing this is, one, you figure out which welfare schemes don't work, take all the money that's passed there, roll back those laws, and channel that money into the UBI. Two, and this is the more important thing, is to revamp the way you collect taxes. So currently, I think in India, only about maybe 5 or 10% of the people pay taxes. The rest are tucked away, and they go unmonitored by the government. So bringing in a lot more people into your tax base is a huge source of income, source of revenue by charging income tax. Now, there might be um, some other problems also that people think about when they uh, talk about the UBI by saying it's a wasted resource by giving money to the rich. But I I wouldn't say that. I would say that by uh, giving money to everybody and not having any qualifications, you are ensuring that the poor people also get that cash. So in a way, poverty is a very expensive problem as it is right now. By investing this money back into society, you're actually getting a lot of other benefits as well. Experiments around the world have actually shown that poverty is not only about cash. It's also about a host of other things like education, your health care, shelter. When you have the money, the, the experiments have repeatedly shown that there's going to be a drop in the reduction in hospitalization rates because people are finally eating the right amount of food, their health is doing better. Mental health issues also drop, domestic violence also drop, and what increases is that people make smarter choices in terms of education, the school performance goes high, the school attendance goes high. 
So all of these other benefits do come in. So while there is definitely a cost to be borne to ensure that poverty is removed, there are also other benefits that set off this cost. So, so um, Roshni, one of my questions would be, uh, apart from the fact that it is, um, a, it's universal, so everybody in the country would receive it, um, what would mm-hmm. the difference be between a universal basic income and, for example, an unemployment grant? Right. Now, an unemployment grant is, again, only specified to that are exactly the unemployed, which is what the Finland government did. Yeah. Now, the benefit of the universal basic income is that it not only targets unemployment or poverty, it's also important for any individual to have something to fall back on in times of a crisis. Yeah. And this is where the universal basic, basic income makes a case for itself during the COVID pandemic. A lot of people today who were previously considered to be well-off or at least in the middle class, their income levels have plummeted down and they're struggling to make ends meet. Now, yeah. had the UBI been in existence, what I think this would mean is that people would have been better equipped to deal with the crisis, to deal with the fact that incomes are not going to be coming in for the next couple of months, and we would have had more resilience to absorb the economic shock of it all. So unemployment grants, while they have to be working in tandem with the UBI, I don't think it solves the larger issue, which is giving people the mental security that to worry about substance, that you don't have to worry about shelter or food or clothing. And it's also about giving you the freedom to access more opportunities. Unemployment grants are very, very limited, and the sample size is also very, very problematic. Because the minute you have unemployment, uh, a grant or status for unemployment, you have to prove that you are unemployed, which means you have to take up a lot of paperwork. And the more paperwork there is, exactly. there's more bureaucracy involved, more red tape involved, and you're opening up the system for system leaks and corruption. So the universal basic income, on the other hand, it wins because it's completely universal and the obligation is not on the individual to claim it, but rather the government for, for, for them to provide it to you. So by removing the layers of bureaucracy, you're ensuring that corruption is reduced and the beneficiary, the intended beneficiary, actually does receive a fair share. It's fantastic. Roshni, um, I'm interested, is this a conversation that is gaining traction in India at the moment? Oh, definitely. I think um, in the last 10 years, at least, this conversation has moved from dining tables to uh, being considered as a big policy change. And I think this has happened because of the small experiments that we've already done in India. There was an experiment that was done in New Delhi uh, where they replaced the public distribution system, which is basically they replaced the provision of food, which is cash transfers. And what they saw is that when you give money to the poor, they their nutritional levels actually increase. They spend that money on buying more pulses, more grains. Uh, alcohol consumption actually reduced. Education levels improved. And there was a similar experiment that was done in Madhya Pradesh. With the same, uh, there, were, there were two control groups, one that got the benefit and one that didn't. And the one that got the benefit, what we realized is that poor people, just like anybody else, also have entrepreneurial abilities. Yeah. The universal basic income gave them the cushion to fall back on and like it removed the stigma of fear of entrepreneurial activities failing. But it gave them the ability to think and dream ahead and to also think about future prospects and be optimistic about it. Yeah. So in India, the conversation has, I think, moved in ahead for the better. And there's also going to be a very recent experiment that's going to start about, I think, towards the end of this year in a place called Sikkim in the northeast of India. And that's going to be one of the world's largest experiments. We don't really have too, many, too much of the details out yet, 
But the, the general trend in India shows that we want this to happen. The experiments are giving us results on what not to do and what to do. And the conversation is moving towards how can we implement this rather than do we just need one. Fantastic. Roshni, thank you so much for joining us. That's Roshni Menon, the associate Samvad partner. She's in Bangalore in India and talking about uh, the test that they're going to do with universal basic income. And as I mentioned, they have been experimenting with it in Finland. And what they've discovered was that many people were um, saying that with the basic income, they were prepared to take low-paying jobs that they would have otherwise avoided. Some of them said that uh, they were able to go back to a life that they went to before they were unemployed. Um, also said that it, uh, it gave them a sense of autonomy, the possibility to live and work with their dreams, in particular freelancers, artists and entrepreneurs, had a more positive view on the effects of the universal basic income. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think? Is this something that we could do? Now, let's be very clear. The universal basic Basic income does not belong to any specific person or group of person or whatever the case may be. The entire country, every single person in the country, no matter whether you are earning or not earning, would receive the universal basic income. That's how it works. It does mean that then everybody in the country is required to pay tax. And uh, I suppose the question you have to ask is that if everybody then pays tax, are we then able to um, look at um, increasing the amount of money that the UBI could offer. What do you think? Is this something that we could do? I think that the time is definitely coming for us to start engaging with this conversation at least, whether we get it or not, but certainly with the conversation. And it's a great thought leader for that particular idea.